Hey, Marie, how's it going? I'm going good. How are you? I am uh, doing great. So last week we talked a bit about that feature you're working on for Llama Life and you're yeah. like trying to figure out where you're going to put that button that doesn't disrupt the whole flow of everything. So yeah, how's that going? Did you find that magic spot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, so we found, the, we found the spot. It's going okay. So like, I guess just to recap, because it sounds kind of funny when we go, hey, you just needed to add one button. How come you can't do that? <laughs> The issue we had was just we kind of got to like this tipping point of the app feeling a little bit too cluttered and crowded. And, you know, one of the things about Llama Life, it's meant to be super minimal and we're trying to help people get things done because it's it's a, a focus tool. So you really want to keep things simple. This new feature we're adding kind of just tipped the UI over and it kind of made us rethink, hey, maybe we need to rejig a few things. We have figured out like the layout, what we want, put it on Twitter. We got a pretty good response over that. What we're just doing now is like, we're just making sure that everything still works in terms of the UX for like other features. It's amazing how when you rejig a few things, like it can sometimes push some of the, the styling out for other things. Mm. So when alarms come on or even the onboarding, which is kind of highlighting different bits of the app, mm -hmm. suddenly like it's all messed up. It's probably one of the biggest changes we've made to the product for a long time, I would say. And it doesn't seem like much, but it's a new feature and a slightly redesigned UI. But we're just kind of taking it slightly slower because we need to test it a lot more than we did before. Right. I'm trying very hard not to go into like full-on perfectionist kind of mode, but there still are things that, you know, it still needs to go out with a certain standard. So it's always kind of keeping that in the back of my head, like pushing it out quickly, but making sure that it's got to work. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> And especially because we're in Australia. So I don't want to go to bed and, and most of our customers are, are in the US. So I don't want to go to bed and then wake up to like a bunch of emails going, something's broken. So <laughs> we're, we're fairly careful about that, but still trying to keep up a, a good pace. So almost done, almost done is the answer. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think the like there's the mantra like move fast and break things. And that's really great at the beginning. But once you get to a point where it's like, well, this is a business now and we have customers expecting this to work, yeah. you can't just like break things all the time anymore. You kind of have to, you have an established like app that there's expectations for. And you, yeah, so there's that trust there that you have to, you know, meet and it becomes sort of like a different environment that way. What did Zuck change it to? Like it was move fast and break things. And then he changed it to um, something else. Basically, I can't remember. It was something about, it wasn't break things anymore. Do you remember? I do not uh, move move fast and iterate safely. I have no idea. So, something like that. Like, oh, yeah, I can't remember. I was trying to look it up. but I mean, if it know, was Zuck, you know maybe it had something to do with corrupting democracy or uh, influencing <laughs> elections. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, what have you been up to? How's, how's things with, with your stuff? Yeah, so last week we talked a lot about Blue Sky, and I have been... Still, I'm still like really into Blue Sky and really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And I actually had this idea. I'm trying to remember. Somebody posted something just talking about how it was really cool that people were innovating in the space, like developers were creating new tools. Like I think I mentioned before, someone was creating like a MySpace clone. Someone recreated Spaces. Mm. So there's like the Clubhouse sort of clone. There's a version of that now that's like built in Blue Sky. So some people were doing that. And people were talking about different ideas. And I suddenly like had the idea. I was like remembering a time, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, where I would browse the web and then I'd come across someone's blog and, you know, you'd find some posts. And you're like, oh, this is a really cool article. 
I, you know, this is the in the days of RSS. So I'd look up in the nav bar and see a little icon that said RSS and I'd be like, cool, I can subscribe to this person and then I'll see their stuff in the future. And I always like really love that interaction because I didn't have to like look through the site and see like, where's the button on here that says RSS feed? And then I got to copy that. It's like, no, it was just like built into the browser, a little RSS button that I could click. And so I thought that would be kind of cool with Blue Sky because Blue Sky has a thing where you have custom URLs as your username. So like right now, if you go like ADHDjesse.com, I use a DNS like text record for that that basically names my decentralized identifier, I think it is, DID, mm-hmm. and it links that to my Blue Sky profile. So that it basically tells Blue Sky that, yes, this user is the owner of ADHDjesse.com. Yep. So I was, as I set that up, and then I was kind of thinking about this, I thought, well, hey, if you're on my website, ADHDjesse.com, and you detect, like, look at my DNS record, you can go directly from there to my Blue Sky profile. Mm-hmm. And what if the browser had, like, a little button that had that, that identified, like, oh, this user, you know, is on Blue Sky. And so I went out to, basically, I'd never created a Chrome extension or anything like that before, but I was like, I... With the power of G- chat GPT, I'm going to figure out how to make this so that it does that detection of the uh, Blue Sky profile and make it link. So I, I did that. It exists. It's out there. Oh, it's called Skylink. And if you go to skylink.social, that'll link you straight to the Chrome uh, version. There's also a Firefox version now, too, that you can find. We'll, we'll do links for those all in the show notes. But the way it works is it's just like you have the extension installed and then you pin it so that it's just kind of like up in your toolbar. And it's just got like a little gray at symbol. Like mm-hmm. that's sort of like the logo. And then if you go to, for example, WashingtonPost.com, they have that DNS record set up. So then that gray logo will turn blue. So you have the blue at symbol and you click that and it'll take you to the Blue Sky app to like WashingtonPost.com profile or whichever website you're coming from. Yeah, super cool. Like I've tried it out, like, and it works It works ex- exactly as expected. Very low friction to get it installed, just like a normal Chrome extension. Like you said, I, I pinned it to the top. Mm-hmm. So it's in the, you know, it's actually in my, my bookmarks kind of bar for extensions. And yeah, it just lights up blue. It's super cool. It's sort of solving the, like, you know, when you go to any other website and they go, you can find us on social, like here's my Twitter, Pinterest, um, Facebook, whatever else, like social mm-hmm. handle. But but you got to go find those things and, and, and that's not consistent. So when you go to a website, right. like it could be anywhere. It could be in the footer. It could be just under the author of the article. Like there's no standard. Whereas mm-hmm. I like what you've done because it's in the browser bar. Like it's always in the same place. Right. And it's kind of just out of the corner of my eye. And if I see it go blue then I know that that person's got blue sky. And if I want to hear more from that person or that that business, like Washington Post, et cetera, I just click it and then I go straight to that link. And because you've got that, like I think like this is kind of version one or version point one right. maybe. Yep. <laughs> but, but I do think it's like depending where blue sky goes, it could really open up. Like mm-hmm. you could build a lot of things on top of that as well. I think it's a nice foot in the door to see like what you could do. Also just establishes like your product as – because it's one of the first. If you go to the Chrome Web Store and search for Blue Sky, mm, like, like I think there's there's five. like three or five. Oh, three, yeah, yeah, there's just a Something handful. Like yeah. And I'm I'm there. So I'm like, you know, one of the first there, which feels pretty cool, especially yeah, yeah. having never done an extension before. Like it feels nice to be one of the first people there. And yeah, like you said, like this is V1 and there's a lot of potential. Because like one thing that's happened 
I believe it's Gizmodo was the first one that did this. They have one of the reporters has their name and I, I don't remember who it was, but it's like their username on Blue Sky is like steve.gizmodo.com. And so that's another thing that I mm. could add to my extension. Like, oh, if you go to gizmodo.com or washingtonpost.com or whatever, maybe there's a menu, like maybe there's a little thing up there. So you click the at symbol and then it shows like, oh, here's a menu showing all the reporters and get how to get to their blue sky profile. Yeah, cool. And there's a lot of other options because like who knows where it goes from here because the AT protocol can be used for a lot of other things. Mm. And so like people get people have talked about there being like a signal competitor. So like having a direct message that uses oh. this like the decentralized identifier and a lot of stuff like that. So there's a lot of definitely a lot of potential for where things could go from here. This extension could be the one thing that connects like all the different things. Potentially, yeah. Like right now, I really love the simplicity of it. So I yeah, can't, can't, I don't want to make it too yeah, complicated. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, there is that idea because like maybe it even lights maybe it lights green if it's like oh they have a blue sky profile and you already follow them or something like that. Like that's something you could do. Oh, There's a man. lot of like really fun kind of potential here, and I'm excited to I'm, you, I'm excited being like on the the you know the groundbreaking floor or what's is that the term groundbreaking floor I, I, I don't know I'm like right where it's all just sort of happened because people are are just getting in there now building yeah, the stuff yeah. and I feel like I'm here I'm doing it too uh, it, it's like the energy I had in my 20s that I, I don't have as much these days so it's kind of fun to <laughs> recapture yep. that again yeah yeah and you know you know like like I love colors right you know like I, I love like I don't know <laughs> I, I love little things that kind of bring like joy or like just dopamine, I guess, for me. Mm -hmm. but, but when you were talking about the lighting up blue and green, I was like, oh, like I really, <laughs> you know what it made me think of? Um, you remember in the old days of like Android. So I have an iPhone now, but I'm like a really big Android fan as well. Like I used to have, because iPhones only come out once a year and like say like 10 years ago, phones were more exciting and there were like so many Android phones coming out, like different <laughs> brands and stuff. I used to go crazy and just buy like heaps of phones and then sell them secondhand and buy more phones. And mm, I remember yeah. some of the old Android phones used to have like a notification light and you could actually say like, I want this to light up like a little LED thing, like when I get a notification, but then you could choose, you could go, if I got a notification from Jesse, can you make it green instead of red? And then you could, you could sort of group people. Right. So when you were talking about like blue sky being, your Chrome extension lighting up blue or green, maybe if you follow them already. Like, so I guess I love the customization of it. Like maybe you could just say, I want it to be this color if it represents this thing that I right. define how <laughs> I want. And yeah, that could be super cool. Um, anyway, sorry, a bit of a tangent, but like <laughs> I, I, I love those sort of like colored notifications. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential there that I'll be kind of exploring. Like right now I already have, I got a million ideas and I'm kind of trying to see like what, what kind of feedback is there going to be right now? And plus things are moving and breaking. Like right now the URL for, you know, the web app is staging.bsky.social. Yep. And so it's like, yeah, so I'm waiting for them to do that so I can, you know, I'll have to update it so that the, points there and yeah i think i think the biggest thing i know for sure that i'm going to do soon is that like supporting multiple identifiers on a single domain oh the other cool thing so i initially because i've never done this before the extension thing so i was like learning kind of or anything with these decentralized identifiers i didn't even know what those were two weeks ago mm -hmm. but i just learned you know asking people on the site and figuring out how it works but initially what i did was 
So again, I'll use my domain as like the example. So V1 of the extension, if you went to adhdjesse.com, the thing would light up and then you would click on it. And then what the extension would do is say, like, well, it would check the DNS record to see like, yes, there's, there's an identifier here. This URL is connected to a profile. And then you'd click the link and it would say, okay, grab the domain that we're currently on, adhdjesse.com, yep. and then go to the blue sky URL and append that at the end which is cool. But then what happened, somebody pointed out, they said, hey, I had I had my username set up as a custom domain, but then I changed it back to, you know, whatever at bsky.social. Can you make it so that it still links to my name? And I was like, oh, how do I do that? But then I found out if you take that identifier, mm -hmm. that also works in the URL. So staging.bsky.app slash profile slash that identifier It'll also take you to their profile. Oh, so it's it's an identifier. It's, it doesn't really matter what it, the profile is changed to. There's an ID behind that. Right. So that Actually, means, yeah. so then, so I updated the, the extension to do that instead. Yeah, yeah. That's and that means up. now I can set it up anywhere. So I set it up, if you go to extrafocus.com, you know, my newsletter, the thing lights up and you click on it and it takes you to my profile on uh, Blue Sky, but it's still like confirmed because only I can like update that DNS. So it's like confirmed, that, like that's the verification. It's like a self-verification through owning yeah, the domain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you went to your extra focus. So you've got two, we're talking about two different domains here. So you have like extrafocus.com and then you also have ADHDjesse.com. Right. And you're saying, I think, that for both of those websites, you went in and you updated your DNS record for the separate sites, but you added the same DNS um, text record with mm -hmm. the DID number for your blue sky and only you can do that. So it's verified that they're both yours. So now when you go to either of those websites, it recognizes the DID and it goes, hey, this is the same blue sky account. And it lights up blue in the extension <laughs> and then you go to your account, right? Exactly, yeah, nailed yeah, it. Cool, cool, yeah, cool, got it. So it's very, like, I was really excited doing that. So I'm like, and, and now I can change my username too. Like right now I have it as adhdjesse.com. But if I wanted to change do. it back, yeah, if I wanted to change it back to a bsky.social one, I could, or I could change it to, you know, any of those things and then still have my main domain link back to it. So it's, it's very fun. <laughs> I like this DNS, DNS texting. Well, well, first of all, okay, in general, I hate DNS because I don't know, <laughs> like it's just sort of one of those things where you're like, oh my God, I got to go do this thing and something's not working and whatever. And so I don't the delay. The delay kills me when you're like, it's working. And then somebody that's, you know, not in your city, they check and they're like, oh, it's not working for me because yeah. their server hasn't updated yet. Yeah, that's no good. So, yeah, sometimes DNS is a headache, but for this purpose, it seems very straightforward. Just add the mm -hmm. DNS text record and that's it. Yeah, I, like it works I, really I, great for yeah. like, again, like WashingtonPost.com. Like no one else can act like it's really easy it's to verified. see like. This oh. is how you do verification. Yes. You don't pay six bucks, whatever. <laughs> like this is how you do verification. It's actual verification. You've done mm -hmm. it yourself. No one else can access that stuff but you. Not get someone else to review it. What are they reviewing anyway? Like and, and also <laughs> they seem to be taking a long time to review stuff. Because didn't oh you gosh. didn't you change your Twitter profile and like your tick got removed and it's been like a month and it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think it's been a month now. I, at yeah, one point yeah. I decided like I updated my, yeah, I changed my display name in Twitter 
to, I think it was ADHD Jesse before, and I just changed it to my full name because I've started doing that everywhere again because um, I can never decide. But anyway, so I changed it, and then it took away the blue verification badge, and then I was like, oh, this just needs to be reviewed. And I was like, okay, cool. And now it's been a month, and I still don't have the badge back. And I mean, at this point, I don't even want it back because it's become yeah. like a scarlet letter on Twitter I almost, now. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wanted to go in and like change my profile, like just put one full stop or something in. So, mm-hmm. so, it, so it thinks it's changed so I can remove my blue, my blue tick. <laughs> because, oh, man, such a mess. I don't mess. know. Like, how, how weird is that? Like, it's, a, it's just like a public – it's like a brand thing almost. Like, it's – people can just change so quickly. Like, at one point it was such a, you know, coveted thing. Like, oh, I want this yeah. so much and, and it's so prestigious. And, like, I know it was kind of dumb, like – for that to happen anyway, but there was definitely a perception right. of like, oh, I feel good, I got my badge or whatever. And now it's day and night. Like it just suddenly is like, oh, you have the badge, you're crap, like whatever. Like it's so it's so silly, but it's it's very interesting to me how public perception and like the way they think about something can just change so quickly. Yeah. It's insane. It's just it's so weird. But yeah, I kind of don't want mine either. <laughs> and, I, and I signed up for a year because it was it was really expensive in Australia. Mm-hmm. And then one day I saw it for an annual plan, super cheap, because they were they were testing the price mm-hmm. in Australia. We, Australia is often used as a market to test stuff for the US because we're kind of a smaller US, like similar demographic psychographic profile of of people, right. but just on a small scale. So you'll you'll find a lot of apps test stuff in Australia. Like Instagram do it all the time. They'll test stuff here. Like things will come out here first. Didn't the very original Twitter Blue, I feel like when it first came out, it was in Australia and Canada. Like back when it was like two ninety nine. dollars Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We were definitely one of the first. But, but they were wildly changing the price points here. Like you'd go in one day and it'd be like twice as much as it was the day before. So when I saw it really cheap on an annual plan, I just bought it. So now I've got it for a year. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> anyway. oh, man. What a, what a mess. I just saw, like, speaking of that, I just saw today, this number is not 100% accurate because I don't remember, but I saw a thing that said something like 50% of people that signed up for Twitter Blue have canceled oh. like, s- since November. Like, half wow. the people that had it in November have canceled. Yeah. And I, I mean, I canceled too. It's, I still have it. My plan is still active. But I, at some point, I was just like, I'm not even using Twitter these days. Like I do sometimes, I kind of hop in and I use it for direct messaging. Like that's where we message each other. But like I cancel, I might go back because I'm going to like, once it finally ends, then my like app icons are going to change. And I that's knew probably you gonna were going to say me. that. that <laughs> it's so funny. You're like, I really like that, that ability to change the icons as well. It's so stupid, but I, yeah. I, I love it. And the, the 30 second or however long delay, like when you hit send and then you can undo, I use the, I know they're silly features, yeah, but yeah. I use both of them. Like when, when I'm using Twitter, I, I really enjoy having those features. Yeah. And so I may, I'll, I'll probably like, I quit in protest, but, uh, it was a weak protest cause I, I'll probably Are you want an annual back. as well. No, I I very rarely do annual plans because I know how often I sign up and then I don't use it. Right, right. And right. so I almost always like that bites me sometimes. So your monthly would have ex- it's it must be almost expiring because I, I feel like you've been waiting for for almost a I feel like it's a month. It's well, been a I long, changed, long time. I changed my name. That's not when I canceled. 
So when I I changed my name about a month ago, and I think it had been a couple of weeks, and it still hadn't like updated. Um, I still have that thing that's like. Your well, account maybe they're is under deprioritizing review. you now because yeah, you, now I canceled. And they're like, well, we're not. You went to the bottom of the list now. <laughs> it's gonna That's be even probably exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, the icon thing. Surprisingly, so what we're talking about is not just changing the color of the icons. It's the tab bar at the bottom when you're on a mobile app. You can actually choose what icons are there, and I think both of us did this. It was funny because I sent you a screenshot going, here's what I changed it to. And you're like, yeah, that's exactly exact what I same, changed it yeah. to. We basically got rid of the spaces icon, which was right in the center of that tab bar. It's like, yeah. why? I never use that. Like, it, what? I know why they want to put it there, but I don't want to see it there. And so I replaced that and just put my own profile thing there, which I tap on a lot more than the spaces icon. Yeah, yeah, same. So, yeah, so the way I have it set up, so from left to right, it's home, search, my profile, notifications, and then direct messages. Yeah, which is actually just the standard one except for that, except for switching out spaces to... Um, oh, is it? So that's that's the only yeah. difference. But, okay. but I only know that because I like... So I messed around with the whole thing, right, as you do, and I put like... You can put extra ones in there too. And then oh, I... Oh, yeah. And then I um, finally got it how I wanted it. And then I went back and I was like, I wonder what it was before. <laughs> and it was literally, I literally, just like, I was like, icon. oh, it was actually just one icon I moved out. And uh, that was kind of funny. One thing we, we didn't talk about at all. So I mentioned that I haven't done an extension like this before. Yeah. And part of the reason I was like thinking I could do this, I've been playing a lot more with ChatGPT lately. And so I had the idea and eventually I was like, I hope someone makes this because I think it'd be really handy to have that. It's like, I wonder how, maybe this isn't that complicated. Maybe I'll, I'll just do it. And so I went to ChatGPT and I basically kind of said, hey, I, I want to make an extension for Chrome mm-hmm. that checks the DNS record for this thing. And I just sort of like explained kind of like I did at the beginning of this, like what I wanted the extension to do. And then I would I added in some other stuff like, you know, use best practices at, you know, all that sort of stuff prompting it. And then I was just basically kind of walking through that process. And it was really great for there. There's a couple things I want to touch on, like one it was a, an amazing tool for learning because like I could have gone and like searched and found some tutorial and like gone through it. And then I would have hit a snag like, oh, well, with my extension, I'm trying to detect DNS. How do I do that? I don't know. I got to find some other tutorial that's going to show me how to do that. And then like trying to like mix these and then there would maybe be some conflict like, oh, this other tutorial wants me to use this extension, but that conflicts with one that the mm-hmm. original tutorial had me using. And there's kind of all that stuff happening. But with ChatGPT, I was able to just like cue it. It was just kind of we're going step by step. And then it had this history of building the app from scratch. And so I was able to kind of like refer back to stuff. And it knew what the code was because I was just going kind of off that code. And through that, I was learning like, oh, okay, now I know that like if you're building an extension for Chrome, you need to have a manifest file. And there's multiple versions and three is like the the newer one but it doesn't support some of the same things that's in the second version and then learning about like oh to do background tasks you have to get these certain permission level and i was just like learning through the code so it would give me a block of code and it would explain it and then the other thing i did on top of using chat gpt so it would give me code i would throw it into vs code which is the code editor that i use mm-hmm. and then like i use copilot in that and so what I would do, any, I was like reading through the code and if there was like a line or something that I didn't quite know what it was doing, I would just add like a line before it and add a comment. And then I would say like, I would put in a prompt of like, with this line, we, 
and then let it autocomplete. And it would like add in little documentation. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, or I've sometimes never used I would just Copilot, do. Copilot, actually. Oh, Copilot's great. It's just sort of like really smart inline autocomplete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. it works with the, the documentation thing. I use that a lot. So you, sometimes I'll just do like slash, slash, and I'll do all caps, note, colon, and then see what it says. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, what? that describes what it's doing there. Oh, it's should, I, should I check it out? I don't know. See, I, I, I'm really like worried about getting distracted with some of this stuff. I know a lot of people use it and I've heard – I've only ever heard good things. But I'm yeah. like, do I really want to – I think Copilot is really nice. Uh, okay. I, I would recommend Copilot. Like even if you don't do like the chat GPT thing or like what I'm suggesting here of like say, hey, chat GPT, let's build an app together. Like if you're not doing that, I still think Copilot is really great. Like it's it's really nice for just like, it's kind of like, it reminds me of when Prettier became a thing. And I then it was like, Prettier. oh, now I can just hit save. And it <laughs> yeah, yeah. it takes away the like having to think about code style, which is great. Oh, it's so good because before Prettier, I would be like really like almost, oh, I don't know, like I'd be like, I have to put a semicolon there or whatever. Or my, yeah. I want like a space when I deconstruct something like my object. I want like the right spacing. But now I just write, I just write as quickly as I can because uh -huh. I feel like that's my blocker. It's like I just... My spe the speed is a blocker. So now I'll just write as quickly as I can and like sometimes the spacing's off, whatever. And then I just hit like, you know, command shift P or whatever the combo is. I think it's, I got muscle memory now, so I don't yep, know what yeah, the shortcut yeah. is. I just go <laughs> boom, like my, mm -hmm. my fingers just go boom. And then, it, and then it just formats it. And I don't know, I get a bit of dopamine from that too. I'm like, yeah, it looks good now. It looks all <laughs> nice now, but I can write uh, as quickly as possible. Like that's kind of mm -hmm. what I, but yeah, so go back to your thing. I've never made an app from scratch with, ChatGPT. So I think that's an interesting experience in itself to have it guide you through doing that. Yeah. Because I'm always like, help me solve my existing problems, which it is good too, like if you know how to work with it. Mm -hmm. But it's super cool. Like you can do it from scratch and see the way it, like it's got a blank slate as well. So it's probably could be easier for it as well. I don't know. Yeah. So like a couple interesting things, like, like one an extension is like so much simpler than like a normal app is because mm -hmm. it's like, there's not even like a folder structure. You just kind of have like a lump of, of files at the top of just like, like four files that really do anything. And that's kind of it. And then like icons or whatever. I saw your code though. I looked at it on your GitHub oh, your yeah. repo, and it, it looked good. Like it was really clean to me. I was like, Oh yeah, I, I, I've never written a Chrome extension either, but I was reading it going, yeah, I get it. Like that's really nicely laid out. It's nice and simple and yeah, sweet. And then you told me that ChatGBT helped. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like it, I thought it did really good and I made some edits, but like I was really just like, I was kind of trying to do the thing of like, hey, when I hit an error, let me just see what ChatGPT, and sometimes mm. it wouldn't give me a good answer or it would kind of clue me into something to explore on my own. Or th there was definitely a couple of times where it would suggest something and I just sort of knew, I was like, mm, that's not, that's not quite mm -hmm. right. But mm -hmm. like 90% of the stuff it gave was like really solid. I did have kind of an interesting experience where it gave me a false start at first. And it was my fault, partly because I didn't know what I needed. So in my initial prompt, not knowing anything about extensions, I was like, I want to make sure that I want to be writing in React if I'm doing any sort of like layout stuff or like a menu or whatever. So I mentioned React app in my original prompt. And then coding, you know, doing the back and forth where I would kind of implement its code, look at it, I'd hit an error or a warning and I would ask ChatGPT, hey, I got this warning, what do you suggest? What are best practices? Mm -hmm. So I got, got into this kind of rhythm and then we got to a point where it felt like the answers it's giving me 
feel too complicated. It was kind of the thing we were talking a few weeks back of like when you're on Stack Overflow and you see an answer and you just kind of have that like developer intuition of like, mm -hmm. this feels too complicated for what I'm trying to do. I was getting that vibe with the the app itself. I was like, this isn't, this is too much for what we're trying to do. So I actually started over. So I was like, I'm gonna create a new repo and knowing what I know now, because now I've like seen the code, I'm gonna do a different prompt and I'm going to, oh, let's see, how did I do it? I asked, so I took the original like prompt that had all the code that we'd written so far. And I asked ChatGPT, summarize this as if you're giving a prompt for a new like oh, a new uh, AI assistant to write this. It to make its own prompt. That's, yeah, I, that's so I, yeah. I asked it to write a prompt yeah, and then yeah. it gave me a prompt that was pretty good and then I could see the issues with it. So I took that prompt and I was like, oh, okay. Now I realize like I don't need a React app because yeah, right yeah, now I don't no even layout. want a menu. I want it to just go directly to the page. And so by doing that, I take that part out of the prompt and then my second time around, so I took the prompt, edited it, and then gave it to a whole new window that didn't knew, know anything. And that got me to the solution much faster. It was much cleaner and simpler than kind of that first time around. And this is the sort of thing where it makes me feel like there, there was a quote that just came out of MicroConf with all this AI stuff. Like now we're either gods or obsolete, and I'm not sure which. And I think that's sort of like some of the challenge with this AI stuff. But my experience going through this, I feel like this is leaning into the not being obsolete. Like this feels like a really useful tool that I'm learning how to use because I didn't just like say, hey, chat GPT, write the whole thing. I'm using my intuition yeah, to yeah, realize like exactly, this is yeah. too complicated. This doesn't feel like the answer, even though it's what it's telling me to do. And so that that's like my judgment being like an interactive part of this of like, no, 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 let's start over and try again because my perspective is valuable to this interaction of building this tool. And um, I think that's a lot of part of it. And getting this experience helps it to be a useful tool for me rather than something that's just like gonna try and like replace me. Yeah, that's the same experience I've had as well. It's like, I still need to direct it and it's sort of only as good as what you put in. Yeah. Because if you're not sort of being clear with your instructions, and even how you want it back, I think I mentioned in a previous episode, like I'm so specific with it. I say like I'm building in, you know, in React and I also use styled components. And for React, I want to use hooks, not class-based and right. uh, components. And, you know, I want it to be, uh, what else do I say? Yeah, I just say stuff like I want ES6, JavaScript, and I don't like for loops just if you can <laughs> give it to me in like array methods, like an array dot map mm -hmm. or whatever. Like I'm, I'm quite specific because I kind of want to make as little changes as, as I need to after. It's pretty good. Like when you give it, so I have a prompt that I just save. I'll just paste it in every time, like my preferences on how I want stuff back. Mm -hmm. And also I find that if it feels too complicated, like you said, the intuition thing, I try and give it like a smaller problem to solve. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. if I add constraints, like I kind of make it smaller and smaller and get more specific, then I take it as the developer, like I will take it and I will integrate it myself. But if I'm sort of expecting it just to, I mean, sometimes it does, but I'm sort of, if you are, if you're expecting it all the time, just to hit a home run and give you the solution, like that's definitely not the best way to use it because it's, it's more unlikely that that would happen. More than likely what it does is it gives me an idea or it goes, oh yeah, I probably did that wrong. It didn't give me the exact solution, but it gave me a an idea right. what I could have messed up. And then I can reframe my question, get super specific, and then it will confirm that yes, that that is correct. 
That that reminds me, like another thing that I did was, so I posted about, when I finished the extension, I posted about it on Blue Sky and I also mentioned like the repo, like, hey, you can list issues uh, here if you want to like contribute or whatever. And somebody did, someone went and took and made a Firefox version of the extension. So it's on Firefox now. And then we kind of did some back and forth working on that. But what was really cool, one of the things that Firefox required, what, it required this certain like privacy consent thing. And so I got the PR and I was looking at it and I was like, I don't know everything that it's doing here. So I just, I asked ChatGPT and said, hey, uh, this app that you and I have been building, someone submitted a PR, can you help me review it? And then I just like literally copied from the files, like the changes that were happening. Yeah. And then it explained to me exactly what they were doing. So it would like go through the PR and say, oh, this this block of code is adding this thing, which is a best practice. And it's doing this other thing. And then there was a couple of things it would mention like, this isn't really recommended because of this, but here's another way you could do it. And it was so, it allowed me to review code that I'd never like seen that kind of code before, which was mm -hmm. amazing. It was like, I knew enough to you know, get the foot in the door, and then it helped me sort of like understand more thoroughly. And then once it explained it, you could look at the code and see what it was saying. I wasn't just like taking its word of like this yeah. is good. It was just like cluing me into that stuff so that I could figure out like okay, I'm this PR isn't like messing up the extension or whatever. That's what really excites me about. Uh, speaking of Copilot, there's Copilot X, which adds a whole bunch more functionality. And what really excites me about that is being able to have like this chat GPT like experience, mm -hmm. but it just knows the whole code base. So like me being able to oh. talk with an AI assistant that already knows my entire code oh, base. That's like that's right. Yeah. That, so I'm very excited. You can do for that? that. Like you can. Uh... Yeah. I mean, there's there's that whole thing of like I saw the demo and the demo is super impressive. We'll see what it actually looks like, but that's sort of the promise of like. Ooh, that's pretty huge. Wait, yeah. this is this is Copilot X. Copilot X, I believe that's what it's called. Is that new? Yeah, so they announced it. I don't think anyone has it yet. We should link the video. It, it does a whole lot of stuff, and it kind of like Copilot X actually is like several different things. There's like four or five different things. Like I got access to the one that's like in your CLI, which is pretty basic. There's some other things that happen there that it does. It's Ooh, very exciting. I'm looking at the website. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah, so basically full-on pair programming kind of in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's, this looks really good. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. I might, so, but wait, you said it's not available yet. Yeah, so there's like signups for all of the different pieces of it. Like a, there's like four or five different pieces that are different wait lists. Oh, that's right, because there's a whole, uh, GitHub has like all these pieces too. Like I think that thing I'm talking about where I was like, copying the PR to chat GPT, like file by file. I think mm. that sort of thing will be implemented within GitHub as well. I like their website too. Oh you yeah, it's like, like a sucker for, oh, I love, I like colors and like, uh, I like nice looking websites. This looks really <laughs> nice. There's some nice gradients. I have to say, I don't know if it's hitting, gonna hit the recording like last time, but I can hear that duck going crazy on uh, oh, can your you? side again. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like so oblivious to it because it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I hear it all the time. It's, uh, so what, what, ah, there it is. There it is. is. There it, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's um well i think also because it's so it's morning in a, in australia right now and also it's kind of cold and wet outside and it sort of mm. feels like one of those mornings where it feels fresh it's cold but it's fresh and i feel okay, like yeah. the ducks are out or whatever that i don't know if it's a duck i think it's just a bird i don't think it's a duck duck anyway <laughs> it's stopped now 
it's okay if it's in it's in <laughs> this is reality people <laughs> this happens <laughs> awesome cool we, we've gone really long anyway like yeah, this is yeah. su- super fun <laughs> to talk about i'm really excited to see what happens with copilot x but my yeah, experience yeah. with ChatGPT has been so positive just like finding those limitations and uh, i was talking with a couple people on blue sky about it and just like with the power of this like I feel like I could learn any language now. Like once you know like basic developing stuff in a language, having a tool like ChatGPT, I know enough of the what it's like to program that I feel like I could pick up any other language just sure, with yeah, this yeah. as an assistant. And that is so powerful. It makes me really excited. So I was a bit late to the ChatGPT bandwagon. I kind of avoided it for a while because I guess I I guess I felt like a lot of hype and I didn't like the tone almost of the conversations around it, but I was a bit late. But now that I'm using it and I figured out it's basically just like, for me, it's like a new stack overflow. Like that's the way I use it. Yeah. If you use it in the correct way, it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of it now too. And yeah, I guess we'll see, see where it goes. But um, <laughs> As, as we say, we've been saying most of our episodes uh, lately, like watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I guess on that note, we should uh, wrap up. And um, yeah, I guess I'll catch you next week. Awesome. Sounds good. See you next week.